Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. And I will say that I did not have to get directions on how to get here because I'm here way too often, but I am here with Roxana Rodriguez, who is the owner or the co-owner, I guess, with her husband, Raul, of Caliente Grill right down here on Bay Ridge Road. It's at 907. For those that aren't into numbers, it's just the just past the McDonald's, I guess, and across from the main and market. And in my opinion, the best Latin restaurant in town. How are you? Fine. Thank you, John. Thank you for that nice introduction about Caliente Grill, but uh, we actually focus on authentic. Well, you, you do. And that's, that's the thing that I really like about Caliente is that it, that it is authentic. But I mean, before we get into it, and we do definitely want to talk about the restaurants, but I mean, and, and speaking of authentic, okay, I don't have an accent. Roxana does, or maybe Roxana doesn't have an accent and I do, depending on <laughs> how you look at it. But uh, you are from El Salvador? I actually, John, was born in Los Angeles, California. Okay. And then as a six-month-old baby, I was taken back to El Salvador. And I spent 16 years in El Salvador. And then I came back to L.A., Los Angeles, um, to go to high school and learn English. So I ended up staying... uh, a little longer that we told my family that I would stay here and learn English and go back. But how did you get into the restaurant business? I will be honest to tell you that I came to Annapolis in 1996. And I remember that I used to see that there were not too many Latin restaurants. And I even came and wanted to be a waitress or work at the Mexican cafe down the street here. Right. And when I went, I remember going in, in there, asking for an application, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so different. But anyways, I still got the application. I did not, I did not come back to the place and apply for, it, for a job. But that was 1996. I knew how to... Um, Speak English back then a little bit, I will say. I'm still learning. But um, then I just started to work uh, in all country buffet and then hospitality industry. And I used to live in Allen Apartments. When I used to live in Allen Apartments, I used to walk to all country buffet and through my hotel, that workplace in River Row. I remember that when I lived in Allen Apartments, there were not so many places where we could get Latin food. Someone asked me for tamales. I did not know how to make tamales. I learned how to make tamales and brought him tamales. He was non Hispanic and he wanted to pay me, and I said, No, 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 no. Here you go. There is 20 tamales, and I was like, I was very happy. I learned how to make tamales. I remember. I used to smell the tortillas. Back home, I never learned how to make tortillas. I learned how to make tortillas here 
in Annapolis from the people that were doing already tortillas that knew how to make tortillas. How have you become, now you've just celebrated what, 10 years? 10 years, yes. Um, this past year. How, I mean, it takes a long time for a restaurant to get established and it's a tough business. How did you become so wildly popular so quickly? I mean, when you came on the scene here, it was like, oh, you've got to go try Caliente. I mean, it was day one, it was like that. What is it that draws people to you? Um, I will be, I will tell you that it hasn't been really, the restaurant business is, yes, it is tough, but I think that being between and involved in the community and also um, learning what everybody really wants in the community, the authentic, what makes us different from anyone else, offering what is not out there, is, is I would say, is important too. So one of my... My important um, focus has always been being involved in the community. The schools, fundraising, the art. I mean, being opening my doors, I would say, for the ones that are looking for a place. For example, you know, Mr. Don, uh, the open mic. Right. What we had. I mean, once, I mean, that was very touching for me because everybody was, like, very thankful. Her family reached out to me and say how grateful they were that he spent, you know, some time here. And, and people wanted, like, can we do the memorial here? And that's, like, means a lot. So I will tell you that that, that is really what I feel that is the need to connect, to do. Um, I think that serving the community and not only thinking, the families, uh, everyone that comes in the doors, is what are they looking for? Besides the meal, it's also an experience, where it comes from. You know, where, where do, what am I eating? What is the difference? I agree. And, and you talk about community. You've mentioned that in several different times. And you are in the community in a huge way. You and I were classmates at Leadership Anne Arundel a couple of years ago. You were recently honored with the uh, Michelle Obama Award or one of the Michelle Obama Awards for Leadership of Women. I know uh, at one point you were over in D.C. having lunch with Kamala Harris and Reese Witherspoon. And yes. uh, when, <laughs> you know, when um, the second gentleman came to town, uh, he wanted to chit-chat with you over at the Annapolis Maritime Museum. So you have really ingrained yourself into the community. And, and certainly a lot of it is the Latino community, but the community in general. I mean, it seems like, you know, we've, we, Annapolis area, has really sort of, in Anne Arundel County, has sort of adopted you. Yes. And you have, you're just a, a, a brother or a sister with, with everybody else here, which is, I think, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Thank. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. But you know, I feel like okay. It's you know, I'm here. When I went to the vice president house, I was like, okay. When I met first, second gentleman, 
you know, it was very like, wow, okay. But at the same time, I will tell you that why I feel like very responsible now for taking those, uh, you know, for being recognized is because, you know, being involved in the community, wanting to make sure, always wanting to make sure that I volunteer, I motivate others to to do what I have done in the past. Because right now, as a business owner, sometimes it's, you know, different not to be able to do it. But at the same time, I can support boards and I can you know, now after graduating Leadership and Arundel, I'm a board member in the Leadership and Arundel board. So I'm like very honored to do that and represent and make sure that our Latino community can be also be aware why I have done what I done and also replicate and do good to their community, to the Annapolis, to the Anna Randall. Well, I think one of the things that's, that you really sort of embolden and demonstrate is that as the Latino community, and we're getting a little bit off of Caliente here, but the, as the Latino community continues to grow in Anne Arundel County, uh, similar to some of our you know, residents in public housing, that they may not know the opportunities that exist and where you can go. And I mean, you've re- you're really a shining example of that. I mean, you're a you know, we'll, we'll say a, a kind of an immigrant from yes. you know, from, you know, granted you were I born in an LA. Immigrant. I do but, feel an immigrant. <laughs> um, you know, but but you you you've come here. You have created a business. You've created a and a family. I mean, you've got your own family, family, but you know, a family surrounding this business within the community, and you know, you you've been in. <laughs> invited to the vice president's house for lunch for crying out loud. Um, if that doesn't send a message to anybody in the community, it doesn't matter whether you're in the Latino community or the you know the the Caucasian community or the public housing or you know black or whatever it is. That damn it, you can do whatever you set your mind to. I don't know what does. Absolutely, I I, I think that there is no limits to what anyone can do. You just have, I, I feel like, you know, you just have to work hard enough. I, I didn't really feel like I had worked hard enough because I, I, I will tell you, because I enjoy what I do. Well, then you're not working hard. If you, if you love what you do, you, you, you never have a crappy day at work. I, you know, I, this is really my, you know, I'm like, taking a day off for me is like, Really? Uh, but I have, I mean, if I, as an immigrant, like you mentioned, if I can do it, there is always, you know, anyone that can build or reach their goals to what um, they want to accomplish. Right. You were the second one to jump on the bandwagon for Feed Anne Arundel. Monica down at Bread and Butter Kitchen came up with the idea, I believe. Yes. And you were the first person that she called. And well, well, I think one of the first one. I think she I, when she when I received the call, God bless my hero Monica Alvarado, <laughs> all the time. Um, I had actually made the decision to close John on Thursday after 
They shut March, everything down. Yes, after they shut everything down, I told my husband that we were gonna close because we had not even sold a thousand dollars in the la- in the in the first four days. So, and I have just promoted Marta to the chef uh, position. So I will tell you that when Monica called me, she saved Caliente Grill. So wonderful to be a business owner. I mean, you've got so many perks. I mean, you can make sure that you're you know travel to see your daughter's soccer games when she was in school. You take time off when you need to. When, and there's lots of perks like that. But boy, I'll tell you the stress of being responsible for Marta's dinner on her table tonight and you know, being able to provide for her family is, is immense. And most people don't understand the pressure that a small business owner is under to make, make it work. Absolutely. Completely uh, true. There is actually a um, nice way to feel freedom when you are a business owner, but at the same time, we do carry a lot of responsibilities to make sure that our employees are well uh, paid. And I am very happy to say that the employees we have in our kitchen right now, they are still the same employees. Marta has been with us for seven years. Oh, my word. And now I will tell you four years for us, the sub chef and the, uh, every, the other two that we have actually are, you know, have been for three years. And, you know, then we have others part-times that come in and back, you know, on and off. Well, sure. You've got some kids that come in here and they spend some time and that's to be expected. I mean, everybody does as well. Let's talk about a little bit of the nuts and bolts here. I mean, the food is... Would would it be right to say, okay, you're not Tex-Mex, you're not Mexican, uh, it is, would Latin with a Salvadoran focus be right? Um, I will say no. <laughs> and I will say uh, it's because we have a diversity of a Latino community here. Not everybody is Mexican with all the respect because I love tacos. I love the Mexican culture a lot. We love the tequila. And I've heard of that about you. <laughs> then, then I will tell you that I also like uh, a lot try to new, try new Latin American food. So when we started off, we started with Salvadorian food. We added some tacos and we te- tasted some Oaxacan food. Our former chef um, left a few authentic recipes. I had friends from Oaxaca who came and tried it. They said, yes, this is authentic. I never been to Oaxaca, but this is on my bucket list. So I will tell you that we focus on the authentic food. So we want to make sure that everything is actually made from scratch and Whoever is from that area, town, area, it's, you know, it's saying this, yes, this is exactly what we eat back home. So that's important. So when we actually promoted our chef Marta from Peru, we never thought about adding any Peruvian food. We will show Marta that we have gone to a Peruvian restaurant and look, this is what we ate. And she'll be like, I know how to make that. I know how to make that. And then we started trying it out, and I brought Peruvian friends, and I say, can you try this? And they come all the way from, you know, 
outside of Anne Arundel County right. and eat Peruvian food because Martita is actually, you know, an authentic. It's the authentic. Yeah. So if 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 I'm getting a, a taco or an enchilada, primarily Mexican, it's authentic. Exactly. If I'm going to a Salvadoran recipe, it's authentic. If I'm going down into Peru, yeah. uh, it's authentic as well. Absolutely. That's awesome. So when you ask me the question about what are we, we are an authentic Latin cuisine. What's your favorite thing on the menu? One of my favorites, I would say, is the ceviche. Okay. I like, I love ceviche. We, every time we go to any place, we always look for ceviche. Now, is that something that you judge a restaurant on? Not really, but it depends on what type of ceviche they are saying that they are serving. Okay. Because there are different types of ceviches. There can be a Mexican ceviche, Salvadorian ceviche that we think we were having a great ceviche, but no. Once you try the Peruvian ceviche, that's the real one. And tell me about your tequila club. Our tequila club. Is it still going? Absolutely. <laughs> now we have up to 68 members. Oh, my word. Uh, yep. There are a few, I would say, memberships left, but it's very, inter- you know, it's very interesting how... Um, everyone is loving it because the Tequila Club is actually, we have exclusive Patron Tequila uh, Barrel for Caliente Grill. Label it Caliente Grill Tequila Club. This is actually our fifth barrel. That's a lot of tequila. That's a lot of tequila. On the, on the, actually, on the fifth barrel, um, John, we have 360 bottles. Wow. Yeah, right now we're close to be under 50% of that. So we're adding a few other brands to the tequila club just in case we don't get the new barrel on time. There is no membership fee at all. The only commitment commitment that a member can have to do is actually buy a bottle every quarter. Okay, that seems reasonable. <laughs> yes, every quarter. And what you can do with the bottle is actually, uh, is actually like when you come in and dine in, you can have your margaritas made from that bottle. Regular customers cannot have margaritas made from the Patron Añejo exclusive. Um, For Caliente. Yes, made from Made for but them. if I go in with them, if I come in and eat with a member, we can we can tap into their uh, bottle, right? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. And then you can get buy a, another bottle. So well, and also you can you know ask for shot uh, cold shot glasses and you can sip on it and enjoy it. And also the members actually get special events to come in, have a taste or ta- uh, tastings of other type of tequilas, learn more about other tequilas. Um, and interact with all the only um, tequila club members. So, so far they have enjoyed it. And I will tell you that we do have a l- something else going, you know, coming up with the tequila club. We're going to be having like tequila bottles being painted, starting with the tequila club members. Oh, very yep. interesting. And whatever that we raise as funds, 
we're going to partner with nonprofits and 100% of those of the money will go to the nonprofits. Giving it right back to the community. Yep. That's awesome. You know, I, I probably need to get into to kill a little bit. I had a really bad experience in ninth grade. And it sort of stuck. Nine, and it sort of stuck with me. So I probably need to, to refine my palate a little bit. But it was it, it was not pretty. Let's just you know, it was probably really cheap tequila in ninth grade, and it was probably uh, it was just not really good. Ninth uh, grade? No, that's not. I know it wasn't good, yeah, but yeah. It, it, it is what it is. Okay, I mean the statute of limitations has expired. They can't come after me for this. <laughs> throw me out of school at this point. But it's uh, we'll go from there. But um, we are coming up on Cinco de Mayo. Um, which is the made-up holiday, but it's a huge holiday for any kind of a Latin restaurant. Um, and you guys do a number of events. I mean, you've got uh, you've had karaoke, you bring in mariachi bands, you bring in uh, you've got tons of events that go on throughout the year. And I guess the big granddaddy of them all is Cinco de Mayo, uh, just because we're an American and we lose our heads over <laughs> over crazy uh, holidays. It's it's, um, it's an huge opportunity i will always say this is the way i see it. it's a huge opportunity for a celebration of you know of a culture and you know for me is about learning and you know it's important that we understand that cinco de mayo is not the mexico independence right. day and that was you know a eye opening for me that you know that to learn that but that's fine um it's a you know celebration of uh, the Battle of Puebla. But anyways, going into the topic, I I have always enjoyed to celebrate the culture, offer what other ones are looking for, tacos, uh, mariachi, uh, drinks, and always doing it the right way with a family style. And when I always think about, oh, it's going to be a huge, you know, hit for Cinco de Mayo... I always want to pre-do um, an event. And this year, I'm, I'm looking actually forward to do a pre-celebration with the Jóvenes Artistas from Maryland Hall, which oh. we are actually doing at Ex uh, La Galeria. We are exhibiting their artwork. So it's going to be on Thursday, at 5 o'clock, there is more information to come out. Um, so you're getting like a well, free... Well, well, we'll make sure that we get it out there. I was just, actually, I just pulled up my calendar to look and say, hey, what's Cinco de Mayo? It, it is a Friday. It's a Friday. So it's a good, yep. It's, it's a going good to day. be a great one. Yeah. So what we're doing is actually the artwork is being displayed at Caliente Grill for Jóvenes Artistas. This is... Um, underprivileged kids that are looking to, you know, to practice art. And what Maryland Hall right now has a space available for 60 kids, and right now there are only 30, and we want, Caliente Grill wants to support to raise the numbers of kids being uh, exposure to art. That's awesome. Well, Caliente Grill is the place to be on Cinco de Mayo. I've been here a couple of times. I've been... Um Actually, I've left a couple times because it's been so busy, and I sometimes it gets too too crowded. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm over the crowds. What's your advice on dealing with the crowds at Cinco de Mayo? Okay, because you're going to be crowded up there. Well, I will be um, 
getting ready to, uh, we are go actually going to be offering pre-ordering days before Cinco de Mayo. Make sure that you order on, you know, ahead. That way you can pick up, you can actually pick up um, to the time that you choose. Uh, uh, and then also we're going to have um, taking reservations, but limited hours. So we're going to have three sittings on Cinco de Mayo. And just be on the lookout. We're going to have information out there so everybody can really enjoy. And then we're actually going to have a special event going out there until, you know, um, awesome. 10 o'clock. So. Awesome. So if you want to Cinco de Mayo at home, uh, you can pre-order and just come pick it up at your assigned time and have a little caliente in your backyard. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You've really become the place to go. Uh, I mean, there are other options for Latin food. Uh, there, are some that are, there are some that are good and there are some that are really poor. Um, but you guys have figured figured it out. I mean, you, you took over the old Little Caesars next door, you know, when you expanded the restaurant shortly. But you did that like in five years, right? We did that actually, I will say, within three years. We expanded. And um, I would say I'm, I'm very happy with the expansion because now we are able to offer salsa nights. Right. And they are going really uh, wonderful. Um, we have, you know, 30 people on the floor learning how to do salsa. And what I love the most is actually seeing uh, couples that come in and they are coming back with their, you know, kids and having a family fun night. So how, often will, are, how often are they? Um, they are like two weeks apart, uh, twice a month depending on, you know, holidays and all that. But second and fourth um, Friday of the month, that's what we're trying to, you know, uh, keep the um, schedule. But um, right now, I mean, like, everybody can register. And, and, I mean, people that has never been in the restaurant, they are enjoying the food, they are enjoying the uh, music, and I'm very happy to see that. Well, the nice thing about this place, this Little Caesars addition onto here is that you can do banquets, you can do large groups, you can do networking groups, uh, and I know you do a lot of catering as well, too, because uh, there's very few events that I don't see Caliente. I mean, I know you were at the film festival, you did the catering for one of their release on their poster parties, and I know that uh, last year you were at Bands in the Sand. Um, and this year we are again on um, Bands on the Sands. I'm very happy to announce that. I'm looking forward to and yes, there we are doing catering, and you know our catering business is is growing, and we're looking to forward to um, serve families, uh, more networkings, happy hours, and I would say associations, organizations, and we're really looking forward to get more out there. Sure, well, I don't think you need it, but absolutely. What's um, what's the future look like for Caliente Grill? Are you looking at Moving to Caliente Grill in Bethesda or anything like that? I'll be honest, John. Um, well, you know, you know me, and you know how, you know, um, we're friends, you know. So you know where that what I do in our daily lives. Um, I think that the future looks uncertain, 
And why is that? It's because the way economy um, is going is that I really want to make, you know, five-year, ten-year plan for Caliente Grill. When I see that, I also look at myself and look at my family. Where am I going to be? But the only thing I can really say, John, that whether we stay with Caliente Grill or pass it on to, um, you know, someone else, or someone else, else right? or employees, which is my highest goal, is to be employee on. Sure. Um, and if I ever open a second restaurant because we're doing so good, it will be employee on. Um, I will tell you that I really don't know, but always it will be the legacy that we want to make sure that we're giving back to the community and that we are representing our own Latino community wealth, you know, in the county, in the state or wherever we are. But I, think you, I think you've done that really well. I don't think you have to worry about creating that legacy. I think that legacy is already created. And uh, if there was nothing more from this point forward, certainly everything that you've done would be remember. I mean, the legacy is there. You've done just an, an incredible job. And I, I think it's kind of interesting that you said that, you know, with the economy and the uncertainty, this is not your only thing here. Uh, three, three doors down, I think, you've got another business uh, called America Postal, which is not nearly as, I, I don't think it's nearly as big as this. It is a packing and shipping and private mailbox company. Yes. We actually own another business, which is America Postal. And uh, is yes, you're right, you're, it's three doors down. We actually are, pack, uh, are a pack and ship store. Um, we do FedEx, um, Ground Express, and U.S. Postal Service um, provider. We um, also are a Amazon uh, pickup destination. Yes. Okay, so if I've got porch pirates taking my stuff, I can have it shipped to you? Absolutely. You can ask that directed to us. And there is actually, like, no compensation at all from, on our side, but it's just this is a, you know, a service that we're doing right now to get a little more exposure and, um, to the community. Well, you're my go-to place for shipping. I mean, again, a lot of it has to do with convenience. And uh, I, I will say, I remember when my daughter a couple of years ago had COVID uh, at Christmas time, and she got it like Christmas Eve, or yeah, I think it was Christmas Eve. Uh, getting the train, she got tested, and it was like, okay, I can't come down. Maybe it was the 23rd, whatever it was. So I came in with her presents, and probably like two o'clock in the afternoon. And and I realized that you're not delivering the presents and it's, it's FedEx and everything else, but it was amazing. But they got there in time for Christmas for her up in New York. And it was like, Oh man, this wow. is, this is awesome. And, uh, but your people are good. I mean, they know they sit there and say, okay, well this, you know, they look out for your money. I mean, I'm, I'm cheap. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's like, I want to do it cheap, but I want you know, and they'll say, yeah, no, this should get here, but there's no guarantee, but it'll save you $30. And, and, you know, I, I love it. But you've got the private mailboxes there, too. Yes, we have the pre- private mailboxes. Um, I love to stay busy. And when we actually opened that store, John, I'll be honest that I never thought that I was going to end up managing Caliente Grill and my pack and ship store. Because 2018, that's when actually Raul um, opened his own, uh, started his own business uh, on the tracking industry. So I ended up being on both managing Caliente Grill and and the pack and ship store, America Postal. 
So then um, COVID came. And I will tell you that I feel like uh, we are still, when we were feeling that we're trying to recover, now the economy, you know, right. is, is going down. Challenging. But um, I am also, when I we opened that store, I also became a notary. I, I got my, I'm a tax practitioner. I think that that's actually also my ultimate goal to learn to become a enroll agent. Okay, so you're you're doing tax preparation? Yes, personal tax preparations. But what I really love the most is when someone comes to me to be um, and because they get an IRS letter, they don't know it's in English, and I'm like, okay, you know, you can do. I can help them. I can assist them. And especially right now in the last two years with COVID, they did not have uh, enough staffing that will speak the language. And people are very frustrated with all of this. And when I'm able to assist them, you know, what can they do? I feel like, you know, this is really, no, this is the right thing to do. Well, that's a, ser- that's a service. And I mean, I mean, you know, whether you speak English or not, the IRS letters are always confusing anyhow. Yes, they are. And I, you know, and, and I was actually talking to someone and say, yeah, even for us, that's, you know, learn, not have to read English, you know, you get a letter. So imagine for someone that does not speak, you know, the language. So, um, so assisting with that and being able to resolve some problems is really, you know, what what I like so sounds like it's tugging at your heart and you're doing some good things and that makes you happy yes that makes yes, it, it does. well that apple doesn't fall far from the tree because I know that your daughter Jocelyn she's in the medical field and she's you know helping people left and right and uh, in just a little bit of a different way than you are so that's something that um, you certainly passed on to your your children as well I'm not sure about Lucy She's Lucy. doing good. Lu- 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 Lucy is the Caliente dog, and she's just like the most cool husky you'd ever want to meet. <laughs> and um, if you're ever here, you want to say hello to Lucy, and she's very friendly. And uh, and she doesn't even beg. No. <laughs> which is she, I, she probably gets her gets her butt kicked if she does. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But um, what do you think about Taco Bell? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that answers that. (laughs) No, just threw that out there. uh, John, I will tell you, um, I will answer your question. Taco Bell does great marketing. They absolutely do. Yep. They they absolutely do. Well, don't run for the border. Run for Caliente Grill on Bay Ridge Road. That's, uh, you're going to have a much better meal and everything else. My favorites here, I do like the Bistec Ensobalada, and I do try to get them to... Up the up the heat on the sauce on the um, uh, green tomatillo sauce. Yeah, I, I like to I like oh, to get the with habanero, habanero, habanero with, sauce. with the habanero just yeah. to up the heat on that a little bit. And yeah. then I also do like the um, chicken enchiladas with the uh, with the green sauce. Uh, those are sort of my go tos uh, after I devour like three bowls of their chips and uh, <laughs> chips and salsa, which are I was surprised to learn are homemade every pretty much every day in the right in the back. I mean, it's yes. not. Um, I don't see too many, very rarely, I, mean, I think the only truck I ever see out front is sort of Raul's. I mean, I don't see too many food delivery trucks. So, I mean, that sort of tells you that you're dealing with a lot of fresh, authentic food. And um, I can't 
you know, recommend dining here enough. And if anybody certainly has any kind of an event, give it a consideration to either cater it at your place or bring it on in here. And Roxana Rodriguez from Caliente, thank you so much for being here as Caliente because, I mean, you're my go-to place in, in my neighborhood. And, you know, just thank you for everything that you've done for the community. And we really just skimmed the surface of it. But uh, you are out there and um, very few places you'll see that Roxana's fingerprints are not on in the community. And I thank you for that. Thank you, John. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to express and, you know, and finally we got the podcast done. I know. We've been planning this for a year and a half now, haven't we? <laughs> yes. Thank <laughs> so, you so but much. But that's okay. But thank you so much. No, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.